we are the Latin rite of the Catholic Church. And we're the Latin rite because our Mass was in Latin for almost the entirety of church history up until the 1960s. And so most of our best theology was written in Latin, a lot of our thinking was done in Latin. And those who spoke Latin, the theologians who spoke Latin and wrote in Latin, were very entertained and almost wowed by a little wordplay that happens in Latin. So in Latin, the name of Eve is spelled E-V-A, it's Ava. And Mary, when she's greeted by the angel, is greeted with Ave, A-V-E. And the Latins were just, again, wowed and floored by the idea that the Ave was the reversal of Eve. That the sin of Eve, which we heard about in our first reading, truly the sin of Adam and Eve, um, that that was reversed when Mary heard the Ave. That what was done in the garden with Eve was undone in the room with Mary, with the Ave. It only works in Latin, it doesn't work in Greek, but the Latins loved that. Well, it got me thinking, there is a profound truth here. The Immaculate Conception is, in fact, the reversal of almost everything we've heard about in the book of Genesis. It's, as I've been playing with it throughout the day, as I preached a little bit on the school master, that I've got thinking about other ways it was a reversal. I'm just amazed by how many examples there are. So, for example, in the Garden of Eden, it is Eve who receives her flesh from Adam. Take a rib, God takes a rib out of Adam, and then that rib is made into Eve. I should say, the key to all of what I'm about to say is that Jesus is the new Adam, Mary is the new Eve, right? So we have the old Adam, the old Eve, and the new Adam, the new Eve. Well, the old Eve received her flesh from the old Adam. The new Adam received his flesh from the new Eve. There's another reversal. That one kind of cutesy like the Ave one. Right? I'm not sure if that was intended, but, but the Lord works in mysterious ways and the Bible has depth to it, so maybe it's there. But then, as we go even deeper, it becomes theologically more significant. So, for example, the blaming. We hear in the first reading, when God confronts Adam, Adam points his finger at Eve, and when God confronts Eve, he points her finger at the snake. So, the dynamics of sin are to point to the next person. But then, with the new Adam, the, it's reversed. God essentially puts all the sin of humanity on the new Adam. And the new Adam, even though he was sinless, does not point to anybody else. He takes it on himself. He says, I am going to die for all of the sins of humanity. Nobody else needs to take the blame for this. This I'm going to take on myself. And so, instead of pointing outward, Jesus, the new Adam, points inward. And then Mary, the new Eve, instead of pointing away, receiving the blame of the, new, of the old Adam and pointing to the snake, Eve now points to her son. Mary now points to her son and says, look, look at him, right? Rather than look away from me, look away from the blame, look at the salvation that comes to us from the new Adam. And then, if you were to take it all the way, we would also talk about creation. What does creation? Well, creation, in the restored order, 
the reverse order, creation points to God. Creation points to Jesus. Creation points to the great mystery of our creation and the great mystery of our salvation. The pointing from sin in the Garden of Eden is reversed and now points upward to Jesus, to God. Another reversal, kind of the core reversal of all of them, is that in the natural order, we are related to Adam and Eve. So, original sin is a confusing term. It doesn't just refer to the first sin. What it refers to is the fact that we live in a corrupted world. We are born into and find ourselves in a corrupted world. A world where we human beings have a tendency towards sin, where the world is not in harmony, we have things like disease and hurricanes and whatever else. Right? We live in a corrupted world, and so original sin is the idea of that corruption. And theologically, we trace that back to Adam and Eve. We believe that God would have created a harmonious world, a world without sin, and then by the first sin of our first parents, the rest of the world was corrupted. And it's because we are all related to them in the natural order that original sin propagates, that the, the one kind of moment of corruption propagates to the rest of the created order. And so just by being born into the material world, we are born into corruption. Well, the new Adam and the new Eve, Jesus and Mary, we are related to them, all of us, in the spiritual world. And so when we're born into the natural world, we're born into corruption that comes from the old Adam and the old Eve. When we're baptized, and when Jesus gave us his mother from the cross, we are given them as, it gets weird when you get it this way, but like Jesus is our mother, Mary is our mother, but how does that relate? Um, but anyway, we're related to both of them in the spiritual order, and through our relationship with them, original sin is reversed. The corruption of the world is taken away from us. That, that purity that dwells in us, when God dwells in us after our baptism, that purity then propagates outward, like the corruption did, and reverses all of that corruption the more we live in relationship with Jesus and Mary. At the end of the day, what we have to remember is that God could have wiped creation away. He could have taken what happened in the Garden of Eden and started over. But, in order for us to love, He had to give us free will, because love is an expression of the will, and it has to be done freely. And so He would have had to keep wiping the slate. He would have had to keep removing creation over and over and over again. Instead, He chose to fight sin and corruption. He chose to fight the original sin in a different way by recreating the world. It should be no surprise to us, but it should really be a miracle, beautiful to us, just like the Latins with Ave and Eva. It should be beautiful to us that when he recreated the world, he did so in a perfect reversal of what we read about in Genesis. I mean, if there's any question of the divine inspiration of the Bible, if there's any question about the fact that God is in charge and has planned these things in the beginning of time, I hope those doubts have been removed. He recreated humanity in Jesus Christ by becoming man, by uniting the divine and the human in the one person of Jesus. God recreated the world. Through Jesus' death, he entered into the corruption, and his resurrection, he renewed and purified the world. But where there is a new Adam, there is a new Eve, 
And God, foreseeing the salvation that would come from his son, those God is outside of time, so those graces go forward and they go backward. He took those graces from the sacrifice of his son on the cross and used them to recreate a new Eve, from which the new Adam would receive his flesh. The Immaculate Conception is not just a curiosity of our faith. It's not an expression of our devotion to Mary that reached a pinnacle in the middle of the 19th century. The Immaculate Conception is clearly part of the plan of God that is so deep and so theologically connected that it took us centuries to discover the depth of the plan of God. 